Hey everyone, it's Father Pat here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings are from the Feast of the Epiphany of Our Lord. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light, and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow, for the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you, dromedaries from Midian and Ephah. All from Sheba shall come, bearing gold and frankincense, and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. O God, with your judgment endow the king, and with your justice the king's son. He shall govern your people with justice and your afflicted ones with judgment. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Justice shall flower in his days, and profound peace till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The kings of Tarshish and the isles shall offer gifts. The kings of Arabia and Seba shall bring tribute. All kings shall pay him homage. All nations shall serve him. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out, and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. A reading from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed, to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star in its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and all the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. 
they were overjoyed at seeing the star. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Better to be popular late than never, I guess. In numerous cultures and countries throughout the world, the Feast of the Epiphany, sometimes also known as Three Kings Day, is marked with great festivity, parties, cakes, gift-giving, processions, in other words, lots of parties and celebrations. In some places, in fact, the Epiphany is a bigger feast than Christmas Day. And that makes some sense, actually. The birth of Jesus was a mostly unknown event when it, when it actually happened. A, ch a child's birth, while it's, it's certainly a joyful day for a family, doesn't really draw much notice outside of that family, right? But the arrival of the Magi in Bethlehem, that was an occasion when it became more widely known, or at least suspected, that Jesus is no ordinary child. It's the beginning of, of the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah, and not, and not only the Messiah, but the Son of God. But as for the Magi, as, as I said, better late than never, because, because they weren't uh, exactly popular visitors when they arrived in Judea. And if you don't believe me, look what the, look what the gospel says. What, it says, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, Behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and we have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Now, we shouldn't really be all that shocked at that. The Magi were foreigners, and in Jerusalem back then, and really about any place even in today's world, foreigners are viewed with suspicion. And these foreigners talked funny, dressed funny, and they chased stars in the sky. But Herod's issue was bigger than that. When he consulted with the Jewish chief priests and the scribes about the uh, place and time of the Messiah's birth, uh, they told him that the pagan prophet Balaam said way back in the book of Numbers this, a star shall advance from Jacob, a star shall advance from Jacob, and a scepter shall rise from Israel that will crush the brows of Moab and the skull of all the Sethites. Edom will be dispossessed. So the Messiah is referenced in the Old Testament as a star who will come from the descendants of Jacob. Jacob, of course, was the son of Isaac, who was the son of Abraham. Jacob, uh, if you may remember, Jacob had a twin brother, Esau. But Isaac, uh, their father, chose Jacob as his primary heir. Jacob was also called Israel. And, and Jacob is, is the patriarch of those who settled in what later became the land of Israel, whereas Esau became patriarch to those who settled the nation of Edom, which existed to the south and east of Israel. When the Romans conquered Judah centuries later, they installed this guy Herod as a puppet king. But Herod was not a Jew. He was actually from nearby Edom. So when Herod hears the prophecy about the star and Edom being dispossessed, he's pretty sure that the coming of the Messiah is pretty much the end of things for him. So we can understand why Herod is, quote-unquote, greatly troubled. But, but why all Jerusalem with him? Why is that? Wouldn't the chief priests and the scribes be thrilled? 
that the Messiah was born. The Jewish leaders, of course, had different reasons for their ill feelings, not much different from Herod's. These made these magi were foreigners, and, and, and certainly the, the chief priests thought it's not going to be Gentiles, pagans, that are going to recognize the Messiah, their king, these pagan stargazers, uh, these, these men who are not among the chosen people of Israel. Surely a holy Jewish man would be the first to know the one for whom they had, they had so long waited, right? So the magi were disturbers of the peace for Herod and for the Jewish leaders, or in a world that really wasn't all that peaceful, I guess. They were at least disturbers of the status quo. But surely when Jesus came into his own, when he grew up, began preaching and ministering to the people, then they would recognize him and respond to his challenge of repentance. Sadly, though, Herod was only the first to reject him and to attempt to have him killed. When Jesus began his ministry in Galilee, the people of his hometown of Nazareth also rejected him. The chief priests, the scribes, and the Pharisees, except for Nicodemus, as we know in secret, all conspired against him. Who became his disciples, his students, his followers? Of course, it was the poor, the sick, the sinners, and the Gentiles. In other words, outsiders, those who would never be good enough or holy enough to be a part of, you know, the so-called true believers, at least in the eyes of some. The irony, of course, is that Jesus wasn't a part of the in crowd either, ever. Sadly, as a child, though, Jesus wasn't in the position to communicate to the Magi that they were a huge part of his plan, since he was still a baby and all he could, couldn't talk. And so what happens then? Scriptures tell us, And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they, the Magi, departed for their country by another way. In other words, they left. Jesus had been, had been born to draw everyone to him in a kingdom of peace, ruled by the only true king. The Magi were the first to recognize him, and, and yet they were rejected and sent away by Jesus' own people, or at least those who seemed to be Jesus' own people. The story of the Magi is a joyful story, but with a tragic ending, unless we decide to rewrite that ending. And so what's the message in that for you, my friend? And what is the message for our church today? God bless you and Merry Christmas. 